You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast. Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. This one is a very special podcast that I want to share with you. In our Simple Pin Collective, which is our Pinterest marketing membership community, twice a month we hold a coaching call. This is for people to ask any questions that they have or questions around the topic of the month. The topic of this month was how do we get our people on Pinterest to convert into being a customer? And then how do we do that with all the shop integrations on Pinterest? So I brought in Vivian, who is our e-commerce specialist on the agency side. A little over a year and a half ago, we basically went to Vivian and said, we need somebody who knows a lot about e-commerce and Pinterest. So we want you to go deep. We're willing to give you test accounts to play around with different features. We want you to get all the education that you can. And one of the things we also wanted Vivian to experience was the pain and the frustration of e-commerce on Pinterest. And so during this call, which is actually a collective coaching call, you're going to get a sneak peek into what those look like. I asked Vivian a series of questions that came from our members where they were experiencing frustration with a verified merchant program, or they were experiencing frustration with the shop tab. And then we go into how you can really diversify your content on Pinterest. Also, how right now on Pinterest is one of the best times to be an e-commerce seller because you have a lot of different options for showing your content to people on Pinterest and getting in front of them. So it's a little bit different than a traditional podcast in the sense that we're not having a conversation with you, but we're having a conversation with a group. So you'll notice that some of the um, conversation is aimed at our members or we talk about member questions, but it was just too good not to share with you to give you this sneak peek and also to answer the big questions that you have about e-commerce and Pinterest marketing. So we hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you have more questions as a shop owner about Pinterest, Vivian is our lead for our e-commerce Kickstarter package. She knows everything there is to know about e-commerce on Pinterest, integrations that work, integrations that don't work, and any hurdles that you're going to run into. Plus, you can set up a free discovery call with our team to see if getting your shop on Pinterest is right for you and how we can do it. You can go to simplepinmedia.com slash services to check out that service. If you want show notes for this episode and a deeper look at some of the questions, go to simplepinmedia.com slash 261. All right, with that, we'll dive into my recording of our collective coaching call so you can get a sneak peek into what that was like. Vivian, I am so excited that you are here with me today. So tell Thank those you. listening who you are and what you do at Simple Pin. I am Vivian, and I have been with Simple Pin for about three and a half years now. Um, about a year ago, um, another colleague of mine came up to me and asked if I wanted to dive into e-com and figure out what we needed. So I was like, sure, let's do it. So um, I have a passion for e-com clients. I have had a ton of different styles of e-com people as my um, clients and it's just been really fun to find that new strategy and see what um, what you can do for them. So 
Yeah. So yeah. I'm curious, what are the examples of the products of some people that you've worked with? Um, I had a guy selling guitars. I've had people selling um, baby shower champagne tags. I have had, um, gosh, cake baking supplies to all kinds of things. <laughs> and you had our one of our test accounts was like fishing lures, right? Yes. Yes. I, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and my husband's a fisherman, so he loves that. <laughs> oh, so good. I love it. Okay. So um, when we kind of tasked Vivian to go deep into this, it was because we saw the writing on the wall with Pinterest saying e-commerce is going to get really, really important. And we started to see um, some examples of people in the industry who were like, how do we figure this out? We saw the verified merchant program that was right around the time we started talking to you about getting started with that because it was so mm-hmm. confusing. Yes. People were like <laughs> literally pulling their hair out. So I'm sad to say we're not 100% fully clear on verified merchant program and product tagging. But what we want to bring to you today is really to start with that main discussion of um, where is Pinterest at with e-commerce and shoppable features Mm -hmm. so that you can convert those followers into customers on Pinterest, which we know is a really robust conversation on Instagram. But it's not as much of a robust conversation on Pinterest because the consumer is so different. Mm -hmm. It's very much like Instagram is very warm to you and they understand your product and they follow you. There's all those cool things. But Pinterest users come across cold. And the search, um, if those of you who are watching haven't noticed, search is now divided up between explore, shop, and profile. So you can Mm -hmm. see specific product pins because Pinterest has said, we want to make this time frame, if you will, from when somebody discovers an idea to when they purchase much shorter because we know Pinterest is the great originator of these great products and finds and all of that. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure they buy much quicker. So Vivian, let's go through where the current features are at. So there's a lot of conversation around product tagging. And yeah. I want you to talk a little bit about product tagging on regular static pins? So for product tagging on regular static pins, this is a really great feature to utilize, especially as we get towards the holidays. The cool thing about it is that you can tag up to eight products onto one pin. So say you have a gift guide and you have a blog post talking all about these different gifts that you think would be a good idea. You can tag that pin or you can link that pin to your blog post and then on that pin tag up to the up to eight products that will then be featured right next to or right down below that pin so people can just directly click on the product that they want that you're featuring in your pin and do i have to have a shop integration to do this no so anyone can do this now i have um, had some glitches with digital products like memberships where I can link them, but they're not showing up and I'm not sure what is happening there. But for physical products, it could be your product. It could be an affiliate product. It could be um, another blogger's product. It doesn't have to be your specific product, just any products. Mm, Okay. Got it. So what I love about this, and you just said it is the gift guide piece because We have talked about gift guides. There's even some videos in the learning library as to how to create those. 
And we've never really been able to take it to kind of this next level of the mm-hmm. product tagging. Um, I know some people might ask this, but if they don't have their own products, can they tag with affiliates? Yes, they okay. can. Okay. That is good to know. So those of you who are content creators, you do not have your shop. You can utilize this product tagging feature. If you are a product creator and this great gift guide has your awesome products, you can also tag. Okay. I love that. The only thing I would be weary of is tagging directly to Amazon. That's the only one that can get kind of fuzzy. So just be weary of tagging to Amazon link. And I did uh, do a little digging on that too. If you're in the EU, you can tag Amazon links on Pinterest, but you cannot in the North America, which is so weird. It's like, it's weird. just clarify it. Yeah. Okay. So now to the next layer where we're seeing a lot of conversation from people about product tagging on idea pens, which is only mm-hmm. available on iOS. And there's been glitches. I know we just had that podcast with Erin Chase, a $5 dinners where she talked about how great it was for her product tagging on Shopify and all of that. Mm-hmm. But bring me up to speed on all of that and what you're seeing with this just yes. kind of a mess. So it's still kind of glitchy, but when you are on your ISO and you upload your idea pin, when you get to that product tagging section, I am still struggling with being able to put in a URL like you can for a regular pin. Um, it's just not like it won't recognize it for some reason. But when you go to the um, catalog side where you can search for your product that is already in your shop tab, it does bring up every, say you typed in bakeware, it type, it brings up every single product that is within that keyword. So you have to search okay. for your product. Okay. And then- other than that. Is it, So I think that the layer to this, which I think we probably should have talked about first, is do I need the shop tab in order to make that work with products or like that integration in order to product tag? For idea pins, it, it would be ideal, much okay. easier because the URL inputting seems much more glitchy and um, tricky to work with. But for static pins, you do not need to have a shop tab. You can just link products. Okay. So one of the things we've talked about is that shop tab with the data source. And there's been this confusion around um, Shopify feels very easy to integrate. Uh, You know, that might be a myth, right? But like you hear about the app and we hear about easily integrating with verified merchant program. But there's yes. all these other people who use things like Big Commerce or WooCommerce or another um, shopping platform. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you've seen a little bit with like, is it easier for people? What's easiest, hardest? What's kind of overall with this whole shop tab, like your assessment of how it's working and not working for people? So if you have Shopify, it is the easiest route. I mean, there's can still be some bumps in the road, but you basically... Click connect through Pinterest and it does it all for you. It installs the Pinterest tag. It integrates your shop tab and you're good to go. Now, if you have any other e-commerce selling platform and you're not utilizing one of their, one of Pinterest approved um, data feed creators, then you're going to have to create your own catalog. So there is, let's see, there is, uh, Square, Lingo, 
channel advisor, go data feed, feedonomics, and products up. So those are all, um, they take your products and they create a data feed for you that you can then integrate with Pinterest. So it's a bit easier than creating your own catalog, but you'll still have to put in those Pinterest tags onto the backside of your website. So don't forget that step. Mm-hmm. And then um, if you don't, if you're not using any of those types of data feed creators, you'll have to create it yourself. And to create a catalog, it would have to be either an XML, a CSV, or a TSV style spreadsheet. Google um, Drive is not supported on uh, Pinterest right now. Um, and then there is, I want to say, um, seven required fields. So it's like ID, image, image link, product link, and then price and availability. And when you input all of those, you'll upload that spreadsheet or catalog to Pinterest. And that's where they'll be pulling your information to create your shop tab. Okay. So as a person who is very technically challenged, I mean, I can hold my own on some HTML things and coding, but mm-hmm. you have been practicing a lot of this. Like you've been trying to go through this catalog thing and learning it and figuring it out as like an average, um, cause you know, people who are content creators and shop owners, their mm-hmm. first love is their product, right? Yeah. Their second love is the technical piece and yes. even the <laughs> promotional piece, right? Definitely. So high level assessment, like what has been your experience as you've been trying to do this and trying to test it? It can be very frustrating because if one thing is off in your catalog, Pinterest won't recognize it. So you have to be very particular on what you're inputting. um, And if not, you can get frustrated very quickly. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that for, I haven't, Um, tried a couple of the other data feed like creators, but um, they're listed on the Pinterest website saying, if you have these, they can integrate straight through. Now for Shopify, that one's obviously the easiest one because they just do it all for you. So um, I'm not super technically savvy either Mm. (laughs) before looking into all of this e-com stuff. And so Um, I mean, it's doable. And the hardest thing I think is getting it up and running and like figuring out what goes in what column. And then once you have that and you can just update like your price or if it's in stock or out of stock, then it just becomes routine. It would just take a little bit of time each week Mm -hmm. to update those things. Okay. So a question that we've seen come across a lot is in relation to the verified merchant program. And it feels like this really shiny penny kind of dangling out there for shop owners because you get this fancy blue check mark, right? (laughs) Um, Would you say that like the... And we know a lot of people, especially in the collective, have really tried to get approved and it's been pending. I know, Ashley, I'm speaking to you because I know you've come on to talk about this. Um, Yeah. Would you say to a seller right now, especially one who is like, especially focused on really getting those customers to convert into, you know, purchasers and followers and all of that, Mm -hmm. is that the shiny penny we go after? Or is it just find the best way to get your shop integrated onto Pinterest? I think to start, get your shop integrated because that is the first step, getting your shop set up and getting the Uh, Pinterest tag set up. And then I think normally, at least from my experience, people run into bumps in the road with like, 
those last few steps that they need for the verified merchant. So um, not saying that you shouldn't go for it because it is good to be able for um, your Pinterest users to see that you are a you know verified retailer on Pinterest. But to start, I would definitely focus on getting that shop tab set up because that can be like the, the most long process if you don't have a quick integration type of thing. Mm, okay. Okay. So let's say our pretend person is glowing after they have all the shop integration set up. They maybe don't even have the verified merchant program yet. But that's okay. Mm. Um, as you think about like pinning images, I think that's a big other question that we get from people like, okay, I've got my product image and maybe a regular Pinterest image. Like when you approach an account with all of that, like what's your thought behind it? Like, are you thinking, I only want to do a lot of like up close product images? Cause we know the product catalog pulls a lot of those. So I guess right. like high level, like what's your thought when it comes to like images for that? I think for images, we have seen that lifestyle pin photos tend to work better than up close product photos. Mm -hmm. Photos that are showing what your product is doing or the product or the problem that it solves, especially like video pins. If you can have a uh, video of what your product is, I like to tell people when they're creating an e-com strategy that you really want to put yourself in the buyer's shoes. Normally you want, normally for like a food blogger, you would just be posting your recipes. But when you're selling something, you need to think about what is the user looking for that's going to get my product to come across their screen and think about that and shape your pins and your static pins around that and what problem their your pin is solved or your product is solving for them. Okay. So uh, another question, I know we have talked about this a lot too, is that whole idea you just said like the lifestyle photos, mm -hmm. but you know, that there's that whole thing of like the warming up part, like the, the blogging piece and the content creation piece. And mm -hmm. I know, you know, in your work with a lot of sellers too, and even the conversation in here, that feels very difficult or hard because it is so head down into the product and creating. Yeah. Would you agree to that? Like somebody with a blog and a product is going to do better than somebody who's just got a product and you're just pinning product images? I think that they definitely can. They have a uh, better chance of, of reaching a wider audience because if you have a product that's uh, rugs, you know, and you're only pinning, oh, here's a living room rug, here's how to do this. If you have a blog, you could say how to style your living room around your rug or how to pick the right color rug for your lifestyle. So it gives you a more broad audience and it kind of grows that brand awareness more um, because you're reaching more people and it's not specifically about your product. So this is an interesting question. Um, I'm throwing you some that are not on our list because I feel like <laughs> it's going down this good road. But talk to me about when you feel like something's not working because I don't think the conversation around... Um, I think the conversation around how Pinterest can be really helpful for shop owners is there mm -hmm. and we're having it right now. Mm -hmm. But what about when you get to that point where you've kind of tried all the different things and it's like, it's not hitting, which we would say it's probably like six to eight months down the line. Can right. you talk about that a little bit? Like when you've encountered that thing with a shop owner where you're like, 
this is just not working. I don't know if their person is on Pinterest. Yeah. And that that's a hard realization to come to. And I think that um, I have had a client before where we just hit that point of like, we're, we're utilizing all the features. We are pinning strategically. We're looking at the analytics and it just wasn't there for them. And they really had to realize that they needed to just shift that marketing budget to somewhere better that was utilized, that was uh, working for them more. Because Mm -hmm. not every product is going to do super amazing on Pinterest, but that's okay. Like, at least you have tried, you know, Mm. and seen if it's going to work or not. Right. Exactly. Like, and it's that trying thing too. And I think we've had so many obscure product sellers over the years. And I know you've had some of those where you've tried so many different things. And a little bit back to the images, which this is another question I get quite a bit when I'm on podcasts or I'm out Mm -hmm. there speaking is people are like, how many images is it okay for me to create for a particular product? So maybe they don't have a whole lot of blogs to choose from and they don't have a ton of products. Like, How do you see that image strategy when you're looking at a client who's like, oh, you've got 10 products and you're not really going to create anything new. I guess, tell me a little bit about like what goes through your mind and how you would approach it. Yeah. So for a client like that, I feel like that's really hard for a long-term Pinterest strategy. And what I would do to kind of preserve that um, constant, like new content, um, I would create maybe like five images per product and really just space them out. It's not necessarily about the amount of pins that you're pinning. Even if you're only pinning two to three pins per day, as long as you're putting out a new piece of content, you know, every week or every other week, that's what Pinterest is wanting. They're wanting your consistency. So um, I would probably just drastically lower the number of pins that I'm putting out. And also maybe pin a little bit of outside content that relates to my product, but doesn't compete with it. Like Mm. um, that's kind of how I would approach that. Got it. Well, and then I'm sure um, I'm making a big assumption. So you tell me if this is true or not. Going from just having an option of a static pin or maybe even a video pin and now having an idea pin with product tagging for you managing for these e-commerce sellers, do you feel like that opened up more opportunity for you to be able to connect with people? Definitely. Because you can utilize, like I um, stated earlier, for video, you can show them how the product works or how to wear it or whatever. And for idea pins, there's so many options because you can show what your product does or what colors of products you have or what type of, uh, you know, if you have a collection of 10 different bracelets. You can feature each bracelet and you can feature each type of jewelry that you're selling. So there's a lot of different ways that you can market your products if you're utilizing all three types of pin of different pins. Yeah. I almost think of it as like a diversification strategy now. And I yes. have mentioned this here in the collective before and even on the podcast um, the solo stove, their video promoted pin is what caught me because I could see 
the actual fire pit and I could see that it didn't have any smoke and all that kind of stuff. Yes. I love that thing. I like <laughs> hunted it down and had to, you know, I had to buy it, but it was all because of a Pinterest short video of like yeah. 30 seconds where I could see it. And it gave, it gave the product life to me that yes. was so memorable. Like, mm-hmm. and I know that's not the case with like every product, but I kind of feel like it's this thing where you have to have a full scale marketing strategy with, you know, static pins, idea pins and video to really present your product to different types of people. Mm -hmm. Well, and especially if you only have a few products that you're marketing, you really want to diversify because you can create a lot of different content for those 10 products and space them out. And it gives you that consistent content. Which I feel like before when we were managing for clients that were coming to us probably like two, two and a half years ago with a small amount of products, it was so mm-hmm. hard because it we was. didn't have, we only had a static image and we were like, yeah. well, that's not going to get you very far. And truthfully, those arrangements with clients didn't last long because they mm-hmm. didn't really see any forward movement because they had no blog. They just had products and they weren't really willing to invest in the content creation side of it. So now I feel like it's way easier for sellers to use Pinterest than it was even a year ago, which is encouraging for sure. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to get to like rapid fire questions that people have that have been coming in through the collective. Um, Some we've answered in the threads already, but we'll just kind of reiterate them here. Um, Amber asks if we already claimed our account and are a verified merchant... Does that include rich pins? And I, I see this question a lot. Um, do I still need to enable rich pins even though I'm a verified merchant? Um, so with the exception of Shopify, because that's kind of all done at once when you integrate, you will still need to um, enable rich pins. Okay, got it. Um, all right, let's go back here to the list. All right, um, here's one from Jen. I'll answer this one. She says, I'm wondering if others in this industry have had success in sending a nurture sequence to people. Currently, I'm offering a 10% coupon to join the email list. Um, I will say what we have seen is people who offer a pop-up of the 10%. And then there is a little bit of a nurture that pulls you back in. So I am a sucker for the 10% or free shipping that pops up for me. Even if I'm not like ready, here's what I think in my head is... I just did this with a website. I was like, well, they hooked me somehow. I'm sure it was an ad on like Instagram or something like that. They hooked me in and then I signed up because I thought, well, if I find somebody, I at least want to have my 10%. Mm-hmm. And now they're sending me emails about their sales or about their new you know, products. And that has worked. I haven't unsubscribed yet. So that's <laughs> saying something. Um, but I think on your end, Vivian, do you see, do you have clients who are using the coupon codes as offers or any other pop-up methods to get people to sign up for their email list? I haven't had a ton of people with coupons just because um, it's like a small sale and those don't really normally do very well on Pinterest because they have an end date. Um, so I haven't really seen much of that. 
Mm, okay. I'm going to answer this next one from Maria because it's kind of, it needs clarification. Um, she says, I was wondering how we should proceed to get the red badge, red check mark on the profile, not the verified merchant. So mm-hmm. what's interesting about that is um, there are steps. Tabby helped me get the red check mark on my profile. Yeah. And it's a weird, weird series of hoops between your Instagram profile. I think Twitter is on there too, as well. And Facebook, you have to have these verified accounts on Mm -hmm. other social platforms to be able to get them. So Jen or um, Maria, I think it's, it's worth exploring. It's really fun to have a check mark, but truthfully, you don't get anything with it. It's just a check mark. Um, so Google how to get the red check mark or Tabby can drop that actually into the collective. And then we can give you the instructions on that. That's exciting. I know. Yeah. I mean, believe me, I was like um, salivating, being like, oh, I can get the red check mark because other people mm-hmm. got it. It doesn't give me anything, people. I should just keep taking screenshots of it to like yes. show myself because that's all that it matters for. Awesome. Um, okay. So here is also an interesting question. I know Ashley has said her verified merchant status has been pending forever. So she's wondering, like, what does it read when she is actually approved? It will say um, verified merchant approved on there. So hopefully okay. that comes through soon. I know that some people have waited forever. So hopefully that comes through for you soon, Ashley. Yes, I know you have. Ashley has fought the good fight. Long time, long suffering for sure. Okay. Um, Sane says this. I'm about to start. I think it's Sane. I can't remember. I know we have the podcast and I'm horrible with names. So I just need to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, um, I'm about to start working with a new client who owns an Etsy shop. And I think Mm -hmm. this is also good clarification for shop tabs and stuff like that. Um, She's currently building her own website, including a web shop. So would Mm -hmm. you recommend linking pins to both Etsy and her own shop or just one over the other? What's your thoughts? Um, Well, I would ask her where she wants her traffic mostly directed. And I would mostly... um, link to her her website because you can utilize product tagging to feature her products from her etsy store mm-hmm. um etsy isn't one of those that you cannot integrate with pinterest so you can only link to that shop if you wanted to but i would say if she's building her website she probably wants traffic being driven there and then just utilize that extra product tagging feature to also drive traffic over to her product yeah. And also to tag Julianne from Garter Girl here in the collective community, because she has both and has a lot of long history with both Shopify and Etsy. And so she doesn't link to the Etsy. I think there's a few older links that are out there. So that's also important to note that as you integrate, you'll still have some of those older links. Mm-hmm. Etsy is also hard to update when the product goes out. And I even think I'd have to test this. I haven't done it a lot, but like the app to app integration too can sometimes Mm -hmm. be tricky with between Pinterest and the Etsy app and what it tries to get you to open. And it's like the same thing with YouTube and any of that. So, well, and I think, I think part of the reason why you can't integrate is because for like Shopify, it gives you your own storefront, but for Etsy, you're selling it on their platform. So it's not like your specific website that you're linking so right she's a wealth of knowledge it sounds like (laughs) yes she is so make sure to tag that's just a reminder for those of you who are in the collective make sure you utilize 
the group and the mentors. We have mentors who are shop sellers. We have mentors who are creators. We have mentors who do both. So make sure you take them and ask them. They are here for your support and help. And we want to make sure that you get that. Okay. So here's some interesting questions that kind of aren't necessarily specific to products, but they do go along with, I think, the branding of your Pinterest profile and making sure that that's up to date. Because with the introduction of idea pins, if you're a product seller that's going to continue to... Or even a content creator that's going to utilize those, at the end, it's a call to action to come to your profile. So a question that came up was board covers. And I have long said they are a waste of time. But I appreciate that Jennifer brought this up. Now that idea pins are driving more traffic to a profile, I don't know. Would you spend time on it? I, I know my answer, but I'm curious what yours would be. I if if you want your board covers to be branded and beautiful, just make sure every single one of them is. Don't have one or two left out because then it makes it look like those boards are not as important. But I think just a beautiful pin or a, excuse me, a photo that has no text that just mm. shows what's going to be on the board also looks very classy and very clean on your Pinterest profile. You just don't want a ton of words where everything looks really muddled and it just looks really busy and people are going to be like, I don't want to have to try to find what I'm looking for. Totally. And also... <laughs> If you use text on your board covers, it's such a pain to organize them and move them all around. Like, oh, it drives me absolutely crazy. So Because they're always jumping up and down. You can't ever get them to stay still. Even if, I know it's true. Even when you like move it over like the little mm-hmm. box and this is in the edit function of your board, it does not stay that way. It's like all wonky. So yes. If you find that you have a couple free hours on your hand and you want to go crazy, go crazy. But if not, just pick a great picture and call it good. Okay. So this is around like pin design and the look of it. And um, Mm -hmm. Trisha asked that question, like I have seven colors I use on my pins, depending Mm -hmm. on what matches pictures, right? Is that Mm -hmm. too many? Is it better to stick with just two to three? Does it really even matter? Because people are going to be finding your pins all over. Yeah, I would say if you have, I wouldn't use all seven on one pin, but I would definitely utilize if you have seven brand colors to mix and match and just make sure the look of your pins are cohesive and those colors are going to stand out to people with the look of your pin. So I don't think seven is too many. I just would make sure to like mix and match the colors that you're using on. Cause I've had a client who had, I think four colors and on some of her pins, she would do pink and yellow. And on some of them, she would do the blue and white and then kind of alternate. And then you can make multiple pins for one image or for one post that look different, um, but they're all still branded. Right. Okay. Um, all right. Let's do our last one. Then we'll kind of do like open floor. So if anybody has any questions for us around any of this, please let us know. Um, Julie says, I have updated my Pinterest profile because or board titles and descriptions in years because I'm worried um, that if it isn't broken, don't fix it. I'm still growing, getting traffic. My numbers are great, but my board description and my profile are a bit out of date. I have hashtags in there. 
I know it isn't best practice right now, but I'm scared that any changes might tank my traffic. What would you tell her? That's a hard, that's a hard one because she's right. Don't, you don't want to mess with things. However, I would suggest just go in and make sure you have your keywords in there. If you have a description that's been working for years and it's really well keyworded, then you don't necessarily have to switch it up, but just make sure that you're utilizing your keywords that are going to drive more traffic. And if they're Um, If every board description doesn't have a keyword in it, make sure you just go and edit and you can just add a little sentence in there that has those keywords in it. Mm. And also um, hashtags don't. Well, let me just say (laughs) hashtags are all over the map. Patrice has said we don't love them at all. And then just recently they started sending out an email to new people that said use hashtags. So and with the wrong size of image. So they're all over the map. But when it comes to board descriptions, they've actually never even hyperlinked or worked. So it is okay for you to remove hashtags in your board description because Pinterest is just looking for the keywords and the Mm -hmm. hashtag kind of broke the keyword anyway. So Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to have too much bearing on any of that. So Okay. Um, let's see if there is anything, any questions um, from anybody watching about images or anything like the images, products, anything. Um, I'll give a little bit of an update of what we're seeing with our clients. Um, we know that traffic was down for TPT clients just recently. However, we are seeing a rebound of traffic with our food clients, which is fantastic. Um, We're seeing also our clients have some spikes in engagement when they post idea pins. And actually, I will say for me, Tabby just ran the report for me and um, my traffic from Pinterest was down, but my impressions and my saves were up considerably, which Mm -hmm. is also because we're doing one to two idea pins a week and then five pins a day. So are you kind of seeing that too with some of your clients, like the impressions going up, you know, and traffic starting to go up? Yes, I am seeing that. I have one client. We just recently started Idea Pins uh, probably a month ago and their um, impressions and saves and engagements have really risen um, with the use of those because we haven't really messed with any other part of their strategy except for implementing them. So. They are helping with brand awareness and growing that um, base on Pinterest. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, it's an interesting time on Pinterest, too. I I did notice in the summer, there was this massive flood of like idea pins were everywhere. And Mm -hmm. now as I look at my feed, it's a little bit of this back and forth. And I know um, a lot of people write about like algorithm changes. I had somebody email me this morning about an algorithm change. Um, controlled distribution is their last algorithm change. And that was because they wanted idea pins and some product pins probably too. Like they want these things that they wanted to like control the distribution of to get out Mm -hmm. there. So I think it's this testing, especially with how regular pinners, um, really get engaged with people. I think that's a big part is right. are people liking idea pins? Or are they not? I know I've heard from a lot of people in real life that it's driving them crazy. They're like, <laughs> I want them to link. It just, yeah. I don't know. New things take a while to adopt. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Not just I agree, but I, do, I think there is hope in idea pins. So yes. keep at them. <laughs> 
Yeah, I agree. 1000%. Um, okay. So we've gone through all of our questions. If anybody has anything for Vivian and I about products or even open floor, please drop it. If we don't get any questions in the next couple of minutes, we'll just end the call a little bit early. So would love to hear if anybody has anything or where those struggles are. I know Toronto, you said, why does Pinterest have to make it so hard? Um, yeah. yeah, that's, <laughs> I think that's interesting. They are definitely wanting to change. Like it's definitely this new environment on Pinterest that does favor shopping, but mm -hmm. the glitches have been pretty rough, which is hard. It's like people are willing to do what they need to do to adopt to the new features. Mm -hmm. And I know so many people who would be like, I'll be a verified merchant program. Like just let me in. And yeah. there's just so many hurdles, which has been hard. Yeah, it is hard for sure. Okay. So Leah jumped on. <clears throat> she said, any ideas on product feeds for WooCommerce or WordPress users? So I do know that WooCommerce and uh, WordPress, they do not directly integrate with them. So there is a list that I can share in the comments um, for product feeds that I believe that you have to purchase them or pay monthly for them to create oh. the feed for you to integrate with Pinterest. Mm. Or you can create that catalog that I had mentioned earlier, which is um, basically like a fancy spreadsheet that you update each week. Mm. Okay. Got it. All these different things. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Good question, Leah. And we'll get links to for everybody. We what we'll do is after we're done, Vivian will do um underneath the Facebook one and in the forum if people want it, we'll link to that too and things that people kind of might have to pay for a feed. Yes. All righty. So it looks like we don't have any more questions that are coming through. Vivian, thank you so much for joining me today and all your hard work on this investigative work of <laughs> the e-commerce and Pinterest is a big giant mystery that it is. Yes. So um, I just appreciate your time and expertise and all of that and appreciate everybody else joining us for this call. So thanks so much, Vivian. We appreciate thank it. Thank you. Have a good right. day. You too. Bye-bye. All right, then. I hope you enjoyed this coaching call with Vivian and myself. I had so much fun recording it with her and really digging into some questions that I had and confusions that I had around product tagging and e-commerce on Pinterest. If you want any of the show notes or links to anything that we've talked about, go to simplepinmedia.com slash 262. One. And if you have never taken the time to review our podcast on your favorite podcast player, we would be honored if you would do so. We read every single one of those and we want to see the impact that we're making on other people's businesses as they step into Pinterest marketing. So go ahead and leave um, your review. We would love to hear it. And we are so thankful that you continue to listen week after week. Mm -hmm.